Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go. Welcome to the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast. That's Ricky Romero, baseball veteran for the Toronto Blue Jays, 2011 All-Star, the pride of East L.A. I'm Bethel Duran, the co-host. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're like, who are these guys? Right? You're wondering. And if you're one of our fans, one of our listeners, or one of our old friends from the podcast, the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast, we had season one where we went and spoke with all your friends. Mm-hmm. For season two, and you're like, wait, season? What are you guys doing? Baseball, you have your seasons, right? That's what we're doing. So for this year, we decided to step it up. Technology, right? We're not going to be the old people who are just saying, let's do it one way. We're going to give people video. We're going to give people audio. We're going to do more on social media with you guys and interact with you. And what I learned, Rick, as we were trying to figure out what we want to do with this podcast is that the old people, people my age in the 40s, are listening to the podcast. People your age in the 30s are doing a little bit of both. And then the young kids... All they care about is YouTube. Yeah. So we're, we're figuring it out. We're evolving here. Yeah, you have to evolve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, it's true. I mean, even talking to my sister this this, this past weekend, we go out to to uh, breakfast, and she talks about how much the YouTube influencers are like crazy nowadays. And shoot, you're even watching boxing fights where these guys are right. selling out arenas. You're you know? right. YouTube right. influencers. So figure we'd dive a little bit into it. So just, you know, we get a little bit of, everything that's going on. I don't want to be a YouTube influencer by any means, you know, none of that. But it's kind of cool that we can expand a little bit of the using using the technology, not just for podcast podcast, but obviously having a little YouTube channel. I've seen a few few guys from from a few baseball players who have dove into that. And, you know, from Trevor Bauer to Tim Anderson, listening to him on the on the CC podcast. So it's just a little thing that obviously you and I want to try and we'll see how it goes. We'll roll with it. It's going to go with it. So if you're wondering like, okay, if I heard you guys on the podcast, where were you guys at from September through was it March? Next episode, we'll talk about that. Right now, let's give you the intro of who this guy is. So for me, I'm a sports reporter based in LA. That's all you need to know. I'm going to be the guy talking a lot. I use my hands a lot. So watch out with that. <laughs> now, Ricky is a 2011 All-Star, but what year did you get drafted? 2005. 2005 and if you're wondering what's going on here we are in his man cave at his house in southern california and the reason we chose this backdrop 
is because that is your Toronto Blue Jay jersey, right? That is, yeah. Debut. That's your debut jersey. Debut jersey. What year? 2009. 2009. It's a long time, huh? Where was it at? It was in Toronto against the Detroit Tigers. The scorecard is there. Saved a few tickets. Um, the other one's the All-Star Game jersey, the BP jersey from the 2011 All-Star Game, along with the team picture of the whole American League team that represented the American League that year. And then behind you is the little, uh, just a little plaque of uh, autographs, oh, you know. It. <laughs> it looks heavy. Um, everyone's, when you get there, you sign this little card, and I guess they engrave it into that, and that's everyone's oh, autograph. That's, yeah. Oh, okay. And then the top is the, the, oh, yeah. the famous uh, bat that I got my first base hit with in St. Louis. With the uh, I retired the batting gloves too and everything. So how many major league hits do you have? Two. <laughs> we'll bring that up a lot of topic. This is right here. You have your own bobblehead. Yeah. What was this at? Uh, it was in two- obviously Toronto, but yeah, in 2012 they uh, they released it. Um, obviously, really cool. You yeah. Know, East LA kid, people lining up, you know, waiting for you for your bobblehead day that day and. Just seeing the excitement of people being able to collect it, it was. It was I thought it was pretty cool. It was. Uh, it's something that you said you don't even have one, right? You have the box. I don't, I don't even have the one in. My, you don't even have one display here. My son took it and put it in his room. He said he wanted it in his room. So, but I, I have actually in my parents' house. They have a, a box saved up because they wanted they, when when they gave them out, the Blue Jays set aside a whole box, and I've given out a few over the over time. So I don't even know how many I have left, but there's there's a box at their house that they kind of saved up. I don't know how, like I said, I, there's probably a few left. So, but I'm hoping that I keep them and then like give one to Diego. Sebastian has one already, and, kids, and yeah, yeah. And just and just maybe they can pass them on to their generations. Now let's talk about that day, um, and we'll talk about the podcast and everything else. But you see, if you're here with us, we're just gonna start rambling around, go all kinds of other stuff. But this bobblehead day. Did you pitch that day? No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't. You didn't? I didn't, no. Um, it was, uh, I think it was It was a day game in, in Toronto and um, beautiful day, I think I remember. And um, I remember you just walk in and then they, they're like, oh, look, it's your bobblehead. And you start seeing it and it really doesn't hit you. And then you go outside and play catch, shag BP, and then people are like waiting for you to sign it. And you're just like, whoa, like this is real, you know? Like, Was there one of you in the minors or anything like that? No. No, no because back then bobbleheads were just barely starting well, to come up. Now every, everybody gets one every but day. But you would think that, yeah, you would think like now the way that they make bobbleheads, uh, I would have one, but I stunk through the minor, my minor <laughs> career. So I was never a big name or... In, I was never a big name in the sense that I put up crazy numbers. So nobody, I mean, New, New Hampshire is where I spend most of my time. I doubt they're going to ever have a bobblehead <laughs> of mine because my numbers are were terrible. Terrible. So, so what, did you like throw out the first pitch for this day or anything like that? Did I? Um, maybe. Uh, or is it just like whatever? Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I threw out the first pitch. Okay. I used to catch every first pitch. Okay. So maybe I caught somebody's first pitch. Maybe I chose somebody. I don't, I don't remember. I don't but remember everybody always says, okay, when you, sign, you practice your autographs, right? A little yeah. kid, I'll yeah. practice my autograph. You practice how to write on a baseball. Mm -hmm. How do you autograph with your own bobblehead? Like, isn't it weird looking it back at you? <laughs> There's a little, I mean, it's kind of hard, but a lot of people like like the side of the head or like the, the bill of the hat. Okay. They kind of, they, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the... Like, the, these are the kind of random questions I'm going to ask. If you're wondering, like, what am I watching right now? 
I don't care about the millions that he made. I worry about where do you sign the bobblehead. That's what matters. So yeah. you get a bobblehead. And that, just, well, in that year there was there. Now they have like five bobbleheads every year. week. There's every, one. Yeah. So that year it was you see right there the 2012 collectible bobblehead series. It was myself. It was Yunel Escobar, and it was Brandon Morrow. That's cool. So that was that was a three. And then if you collected all of them, you could you kind of put the logo together. Ah, that was the whole okay. thing. Yeah, that's so. cool. That's cool. So the, the Ricky Romero bobbleheads are out there somewhere. Your background, you grew up in East Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. uh, went to Cal State Fullerton, mm -hmm. national champion. Mm -hmm. You like to remind everybody about that? Especially if you went know, to Long Beach State? I, I like to remind my wife about that. Why? Why? Because she went to three national championships, I think. And she didn't win one <laughs> at UCLA oh, soccer. So, <laughs> she went to I, three two or three okay yeah so i like to remind her that i have one of those and then she drops the well i have a degree <laughs> whatever from ucla carla lang romero is his life canadian soccer hall of fame so she'll be coming around here eventually she'll pop on to the podcast now let's get back to this you played in the major leagues how many years uh four plus four plus yeah injuries ended your career mm -hmm. elbow knee mm -hmm. everything else you, you can go back and listen to let's go ricky roll podcast we talk about that you're transitioning now into a part of your career where or your life where you're now an ambassador for the blue jays right yeah yeah I, i've been fortunate enough that that um they bring me back for a lot of events um you know last summer if you go back and listen to some episodes, we talk about how I was in different places all across Canada. And I've been to more places than I ever thought existed in Canada, from Winnipeg to Saskatchewan. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's cool. It's cool that they bring me back. I do a lot of alumni events back in Toronto, too, whenever there's meet and greets with, with certain fans. And um, bring me uh, this this. In January, we were in Toronto for Winterfest, so they bring the current players, uh, old school players, and 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 they all mix us up together, and then we we have Fan Fest, and it, it it's always cool. You you, it's it, it, Toronto. The Toronto Blue Jays is in such a unique spot because it's you represent the whole country, and That's right. and you go anywhere you go, you see that logo. Anywhere in Canada, you go. You go to Vancouver, you see that logo. You go to the um, Middle, yeah, you, or you go to the middle Who's part of, the, of of uh, of uh, Canada, you see the Toronto Blue Jay hat, and um, I it probably didn't hit me till after I was done playing. Now that I'm doing these events, and I'm and I'm like, man, this this logo's everywhere, and 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 the influence that we were able to have on 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 people when, when I was playing, and it made me realize like, wow, this is really cool. You're you're known throughout a whole nation. Maybe not everybody, because hockey's still the the king sport there, but it's it's pretty cool when you go to those little different cities and they know who you are. That's real cool. I never really thought about that, that perspective where you talk about having known you in the group chat and the way you're saying, I'm in this town and these people are like here, there, mm -hmm. or kids now coming up to you, hey, I watched you. Yeah. And like, wait a minute, you're in the major leagues. I'm not that old. Or, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, those kids now are in their, I don't know, mid-20s. Who's the kid from the Braves? Oh, Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka, who was like, I'm Ricky. Well, he wasn't <laughs> like that, but but I remember. I'm, over, I'm selling it. I'm selling it. But I remember when we met him at Dodger Stadium, and he was like, man, I used to watch you a lot when I was growing up. And I was like, holy shit, you know? Like, it's it's just, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, those the, the, the some of those kids that were watching you pitch at that time are now in the big leagues. And 
um, I thought it was a pretty cool moment. Um, you know, we exchanged numbers and everything, and tremendous pitch. You don't really realize that because when you're playing, you're, you're so focused on let me go pitch, let me lock in, mm -hmm. this, this, and that. You don't realize the impact that you have. Exactly. There, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I get um, social media comments sometimes, like, oh, like my era was Ricky Romero, JP Aaron Sevilla, blah, 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 you know, other players during that time. And I'm like, holy. <laughs> I don't feel that old. You you're know? right. You're only you're mid, early 30s. <laughs> you still got like, but, you're left-handed. You got 10 more years than you. Jeez. Um, 15 maybe. Nah, I don't Just know. your Roscoe we'll, style. Yeah, we'll see. Well, the way ba baseball is going right now, who knows if they value that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So what do you do now? Um, you run around, chase two kids. Two kids. Um, and like I said, I'm uh, just kind of briefly discussed yesterday with the people in Toronto, the the little schedule that we're going to have throughout the summer. It's going to be a fun one again. Going to be going to some places I've never been to uh, in Canada. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. What we do is they host different camps in all these cities, baseball camps for little kids. So we go and we're the, we're the ones that help out. And, got like, it. I got a pitching station. JPL sometimes do the hitters. And whoever the alumni from Homer Bush, George Bell, Lloyd Mosby, Jesse Barfield. I mean, it's it's just a lot. Wait, of... So you guys are actually doing the teaching? Yeah, we do. Oh, you're wow. actually working. I thought that. you guys would just show and go. And no, like, no, no. Sign some autographs and leave. No, 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 no. We we we're there the whole time. Oh, like, wow. We get there at a certain time. It's like a baseball camp, and you, that's cool. you teach for yeah. these kids. That's a great opportunity. Yeah, you you lead it off, and 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 they, they go off of you. Yeah, they they have, they have their teaching methods, um, and then we follow that. All right, so this off-season, what did you do? We Obviously, we ended up the first season of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Ended in September. We had Mike... Uh, Mickey. Mickey. Mickey Story, who was a pitching coach in the Astros organization. Next episode, we're going to go... Well, he was a manager. He was a manager. In AAA. In AAA, and he was up with the big leagues. Mm -hmm. Next episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the cheating and all the other scandals that's going on. But this off-season... What did you do? You were around with the Blue Jays a lot doing... A yeah, I, was still do, I still did a lot of... Um, I did a winter, winter tour and winter fest. Winter fest is obviously the fans fest. Uh, winter tour was... Uh, we went to Calgary and we did a, an event there where you... Wait, you're in Canada in the winter? Yeah, it's freezing, man. Like 10 below? Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. That's on a hot day. <laughs> It was, it, you know, but it, it's all like I said. It's always fun when you and go to the show city. Up? Oh yeah, oh, really. Yeah. But it was, it was JP and I as the alumni, and then uh, I think five current players. So obviously everyone's oh, there okay. to see them. You know, we cool. we kind of we do some stuff on the side, but it's mostly about them. You know, and and I don't like to take the attention away from guys on the current team, but they asked us if we would go and do it, and we did, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, what else? What else was uh? How's the golf game? Uh, still. No? Work in progress. I've taken some few lessons. You've taken lessons? Oh, yeah. But it's still a little suspect. Um, it's just tough to get out there with, like, 18. <laughs> you uh, got two little kids. How old is Sebastian? Sebastian's four. And Diego? He's going to be one in, like, three weeks. He's not one yet? No. That kid is, like, size 5'8". <laughs> He's, like, 5'8 or something like that right now, right? <laughs> He's a monster. He's a monster, yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean... Uh, Trying to think. You invested? I, you got some uh, a cider? We invested in a cider company. Yeah, my wife and I, 101 Cider. Yeah, it's zero sugar uh, and it's got probiotics. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool, like the story behind it. Um, actually, the guy who, the creator of it is from Canada. And um, 101cider.com. 
sour fruity fresh mints. Yeah, it's can ferment. I, it's pretty much. Yeah, you can. It's right. pretty much fermented juice, um, and there's nothing added to it. No, like I said, it's zero sugar. It's it's zero it's pretty, sugar in this. Pretty cool. Is yeah, it gonna and get it, me buzzed. It gets you buzzed. It's got like a. This one has six point nine percent alcohol in it. It's crazy, man. Wait, it, wait, wait. This is. I've apple? drank like five of those, six of those. And you feel it, and but no hangover. Apple, pears, basil, hibiscus, and lemon that's peel it. is all I'm about to drink. That's, that's it? it. That's all that's in it. I don't I mean, it might be, that one might be a little sour. Yeah. This is sour, yeah? Yeah. There's no sweet ones. Yeah. I mean, there's the sunlit one's really, really good. It's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, we're going to have Beto getting drunk here in a little bit. He's going to start feeling it. Keto? All right. Keto, keto, I don't know how you say it, but friendly, vegan. 100% pressed juice, not filtered, non-GMO. You got to get the non-GMO. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got a lot of cool things, man. And that's why we, uh, more, more Cara, you know, she's uh, obviously a holistic nutritionist. So she's into all that healthy stuff. And and we heard the, oh, the, the idea. Oh, the second sip is better. We heard, the, we heard the idea of it and it was, bam, but we're doing it. So you're investing in cider. Yeah, yeah I'm making big, big boy moves now, man. That's the adult stuff you got to do, right? <laughs> Growing up sucks, doesn't it? Okay, didn't you feel like when you were younger, when you are in the minor leagues, like you're not worried about what happens in your 30s, right? It's no. like all in the blink of an eye? Well, no, just because I think at the time, you know, when you make it up to the big leagues in 2009, you think you, think you believe in yourself as a player that you're going to play for the next 10, 15 years. You know, and obviously for me, it didn't happen. It, it ended, it was brief and short. And I look back sometimes and I'm like, man, like it went by fast. Like it just, you think it's like going by slow some days, but that's why I think from day one to the last day I stepped in the, in the clubhouse as a player, I enjoyed it, man. I, 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 I would go show up early just to sit there and stare at my jersey and look at it and be like, man, like this is really cool or Walk out to the stadium, even though if it was a Rogers Center and I'd been there a million times, like I'd look around and I was like, I get to play in front of like the stadium. Rogers like, Center is huge, right? It's huge. Like yeah. Dodger Stadium has a different le- mm-hmm. players. Yeah. And you go out there when it's empty. Yeah. It, I mean, like for me as a sports reporter, and I've said this many times, when you go into a building by itself, it's quiet. Quiet, yeah. And it's just one person, whether it's you running or somebody shooting mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it's like five hours before they even open up the gates. It just, if it's huge, but it's just so cool how quiet it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's just um, because you say I would always say my tell tell myself I would always say I'm running around here in like three hours. This place is gonna be going crazy, you know. And yeah, man, it, or even like going to Yankee Stadium and getting there early when nobody's there, and you just start staring around, and you're just like, whoa. You know, you try not to get too caught up in it because that's what the Yankees want you to do. You know, get caught up in it, and next thing you know, you're like, "Whoa, the yeah. the Babe Ruth, the Lou Gehrig's, yeah, and, and the Monument that. Like, Park." Oh, yeah, all that other yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I walked around it once, and then I was like, "All right, I'm good." Now I gotta treat this as like Derek Jeter is a guy I gotta get did out. You pitch good at Yankee Stadium. I did a few times. I mean, I I, I mean, I threw a complete game there. Yeah. Hey, hey I mean, we won't bring up the uh, we won't bring up Fenway. I hate Fenway. Ah, uh, Fenway. <laughs> Yeah, Fenway. <laughs> just always, I mean, I had... Great I, city, great park. One or two good outings there, but the rest were... <laughs> this is rough. But it was always fun pitching there. I mean, the the atmosphere there is electric every time. And those during those years, they were really, really good. You know, from Big Poppy to 
Kevin Euclid, Dustin Pedroia in his prime. I mean, godly, they they were really good. That's cool, man. That's cool. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing in the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. If you have a chance and you're watching us for the first time, go back and listen to the actual podcast. Season one, we had CC Sabathia on. We had a bunch of different players. Ricky's teammates that he grew up with in Canada. And the first season, we were trying to figure out our footing. What were we doing? And we didn't want to put out episodes just because, because a lot of people do that just because. But so off season, what do you do? You work out retool you figure out what you want to do and incorporating the audio incorporating the video different elements for you and now with technology we can go anywhere and do this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and figure things out so we're going to continue to do more for you there are stickers available um (laughs) (laughs) we haven't made them yet but they're let's go ricky roll stickers out there we have a a group chat me, Beto, and a few other friends. and Man, we, those we, guys. We, we, I don't like those guys. We clown Beto a lot because of these stickers that he he, he decided to make. And it's just funny because the guy started mailing them to, to different people. I, cre- <laughs> I created a buzz, right? <laughs> it, I, the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast stickers are out there. I sent some to our boy Nolan in, uh, in Toronto. Did you really? Heck yeah. What's the name uh, of his bar? Baby Huey's. Baby uh, Huey's? I mean, he's got so many. Okay, all the, Nolan Lynch, all your bars, I sent him a stack. We're going to have <laughs> Let's Go Ricky Roll. You better. There's some some in Vermont. I, I did guerrilla marketing for this. Nice. And people were wondering, did the podcast go away? I wouldn't ask for them, but the stickers are alive. So they're out there. The first batch were for the friends and family. More are going to come. And stickers are expensive. Are they? So I'm going to invoice the group chat for you fools that keep talking smack about me. <laughs> I'm being proactive, so forget you. You know who you are. Ain't no mentiras in this one. We're going to keep on going. So 101 Cider is the official sponsor of the podcast. They don't know that, but we just decided it. Uh, Ricky's an investor in it. And this one right here, the Cactus Rose. You can buy them anywhere. Cactus Rose. Yeah, you can. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Cactus Rose. Yeah, oh, Rose. Rose. Get it right. Um, they're 101cider.com as you go and check it out. Find out where you can buy it. Yeah, there are different places. All right. So next episode, we're going to be talking about what happened with the Astros. What's going on in the season? What's going on in baseball? The technology. Keep on going. We're going to have guests some weeks. Some weeks we're not. If we do, cool. If we don't, cool. No matter what, though, Let's Go Ricky Roll Podcast is back. It's back. You all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ready. All right. So (laughs) thank you for watching episode one. Episode two probably come out in like eight months. We'll see you guys later.